Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids' glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksy, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksy loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kid at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, we put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable. Half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part. Every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers and our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast and we are going to need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com to learn more. Hey friends, Heather here, and we have an exciting opportunity for you to join us as we continue this podcast and continue shifting the Down Syndrome narrative. We have started a Patreon page, and this is a way for our listeners to support us financially every month so that we can keep the podcast going. We have three different tiers between $10 and $100, so wherever you feel you can give monthly to help us support the podcast and to continue to shout the worth people with Down Syndrome as we shift the Down Syndrome narrative, you can head over to the Lucky Few podcast.com sign up for our patreon page and start giving today thank you so much hey friends welcome to another episode of the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with down syndrome this is micah mercedes and heather and we are so excited for you to join us today friends as we talk about all the challenges of quarantine, staying at home these days of shelter in place, and all of the things that we're going through as um, fellow citizens who are living through this strange moment in the world. Um, so let's talk about it today. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast.
All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. Hi, Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, friends. Good to see your faces. Yes. On this day, good to right. be together through the screen. <laughs> Beautiful day in April. The month that will forever be the month that none of us did anything. Or, <laughs> or should we say went to your house? Went We're anywhere. We're doing a lot of bleep. We we did things in a small space and not outside of that space. Yeah. So how's everybody doing? Doing okay. I started cussing more and yeah. mostly yeah. in my head. Like <laughs> the amount of times I say the F word in my head, I didn't I just didn't say it that much in my head even. And this is no judgment to people who cuss. I, I'm a cusser now. But I'm, I thought <laughs> it's only a matter of time before I drop it in front of my kids. And then it's only a matter of time before it's directed at them. Yes. <laughs> yes, totally. Yes. Each layer gets peeled back. And, <laughs> yes. and we're all going to be fine. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, do you remember like a month ago when it was things were shut down and then we're, we thought, surely by April 14th, that's what today is, <laughs> we'll be out of our homes. Surely. Surely. <laughs> and then they send the email from school that's like May 1st. And I think now it's like, nope, not going to no. see you this school year, friend. No. So. Oh my no. God. We're going to June. We're going to June. So We're in summer. <laughs> have a blast. Maybe. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It friends. is. Yeah. It's history in the making history. right now. This is so wild that um, this is happening. The best memes. One of the best, best memes, memes I've seen is a meme that's like what I thought I would look like during the apocalypse. And it's like this person, like all geared out, like all black leather. And then it's like <laughs> what I actually look like. And it's like a mom disheveled in a robe at the grocery store yes. in panic. And it's my favorite. I'm like, totally. <laughs> and not that this is the apocalypse, but you guys know what I mean. Yes. Like, thought you'd be ready. <laughs> put me in coach. Like I'm ready. And then it's like, okay, but stay home and try yeah. to freak out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stay home and like become the laziest, worst version of yourself. Oh. That's what I feel like. I, <laughs> that's what saying. I'm doing. I just am like, somebody get me out of my yoga pants. Help me. Help me. Yes. Yes. It, I know there's been like this, um, so much co going around of the two camps of like, this is an opportunity to like for creativity to come out and for new ideas and innovation and clean out your closet and all these things. And I want to be like, you have to start that idea out with, if you don't have children, <laughs> here's a possibility. If you don't run a business from home, here's a possibility. You can get your closet cleaned out. Cause I started like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to clean out every closet. Like Josh and I had, Oh, we're going to paint our staircase. We're going to do this art project. I'm like, what the frick? Yeah. No. None of those things can happen. So there's like that camp of it's all going to come out. And then there's this camp. Um, Glennon um, Doyle uh -huh. is an author and an amazing, fantastic person. You should follow her if you don't. But so she posted, she's been doing family meetings. She calls them with like her millions or hundreds of thousands of followers. She has all these family meetings. They're great. But she said this line that I'm going to use in a talk I'm going to give some someday if I ever get to give talks again that says, resist the hustle and self-improvement messages. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yes, we have to resist those because what they're, because this isn't a normal, we're home chilling, right? right? Yes. Like right. Yes. it's a crisis and right. we're all dealing with it differently. And so 
for me, it's like, I, I have to resist that urge of self-improvement and project yes. and yes. do this and be better because I can't. Right. And mm-hmm. so if I feel like everyone else is doing that, or right. there's this expectation to do that, right. then I'm going to fail. Yeah. You know? So. Yep. I have felt that too. I feel like this has been my moment. You know, we've talked all since September about my concussion and Aww. how I have re-injured it over and over. I've been back in bed various times. I've seen all the doctors, all the things. And one of the main things that I have needed to be able to do is just sleep a lot. And it's just felt like, well, this is impossible. This, my life is chaotic. I drive my kids. I take care of my kids. My husband's at work, you know, like all these things. And here I am. And, you know, now we're a, a month into this quarantine. And I have, I realized a couple of weeks ago, like I, I can either resist the reality that I need to sleep a lot and I can feel guilty about it. I can be, I can judge myself about it or I can just lean in and be like, this is my moment to heal. And what a gift that I can sleep and my husband's here. And so I've just been trying to let myself do it and let myself heal. And last night I literally got in bed at nine o'clock and I got out of bed at 745 this morning. Oh, wow. I know. And I feel like, like that, an old version of me feels like such a lazy bum for for being somebody who would stay in bed that long and that this newer part of me is like you know this is great this is yes. what i need to do to take care of myself and i just have to resist that that part um like what glennon doyle was saying is like this is not my moment to to produce and to you know be the person who cleaned out all their closets and got my children into their perfected places and whatever. And it's good. It's good. Can I say something kind of sassy? Say it. (laughs) So when this started to first trickle out, I think it was in my area, which is Southern California, it was like kind of a Thursday or Friday and the weekend was coming and everybody was like, okay, you know, we're going to have to shelter in place. And they were getting kind of geared up, but almost kind of like, okay, these are the crafts I set out. We are going to do this. And they were kind of going along that route of like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they were going to be Pinterest moms. They were going to do all these projects. And in my sassy head, I thought, oh, pace yourself, guys. Days are long (laughs) and the weeks are long. Pace yourself. (laughs) And I still feel that way. And now like going into like whatever week this is now, everybody's like burnt out. They're like, this is crazy. And I'm like, because you can plan a craft, you can plan an activity, but if you have children, you should also plan for that to be 15 minutes max. Yes. (laughs) And then maybe to stop and to restart, or maybe, okay, that wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. I don't know. I just kept saying to my close friend, like, you guys pace yourself, just pace yourself, have no expectation because Mm -hmm. it does, it's it's fun to post. Yeah. You know, we're going to do this fun thing. I think that's all it is. It's really just fun to post that on Instagram. <laughs> oh, we have the idea yeah. is fun to post. Oh my gosh, so many good ideas in my head. Like just the best ideas for how right. I'm going to spend the day with my, my children. My pin board looks so cute, right? Okay, but my home board, my actual home, yeah. looks kind of crazy. I know. Well, let's talk about like the layer of having kids with a disability at home during mm. this time and school. I did a um. 
well, it, it was a couple weeks ago at this point, I did an Instagram live where I kind of was very, I'm feeling very sassy about the way that school needs to be handled. Like, and, and not against teachers. I'm not, I'm not against anyone. I'm not like, I, I don't blame the superintendents. I don't blame the teachers. I don't blame anyone. This is ridiculous. Like to expect a parent to teach every grade level that, or to be involved in a parent who normally sends their kid to school, to be involved in every grade level that they have at home while working. Right. I mean, yes. and to expect the teachers to teach all of their kids from home with kids at home. Like what? Yeah. It, it's just bonkers. It's just bonkers. So here's what we're doing. I'll share real quick. We, our district, um, we got off of spring break would have been the 30, 30th of March would have ended our spring break. So April 1st, 31st, we started school. Our district gave for those two weeks right after spring break, um, an optional enrichment. So kids can, there's things available. I think legally they have to provide something. So you, you can go online, click on a link, do some kind of enrichment with your kid at home and then start, what would the date be? Um, then we're starting distant learning, distance learning. So technically distance learning started yesterday. <laughs> and that's like with the teachers teaching our kids, but a lot of those teachers have kids at home. And so, right. and then you add on to that, we've got, Mason's got a speech therapist and an occupational therapist and adaptive PE mm -hmm. teacher and a one-on-one -on -one aid and a, a special education teacher, a, someone, an inclusion specialist modifying curriculum, right. a vision person. And so what, I mean, to expect a parent to like, okay, we'll get all those people on Zoom. I can't sit behind a computer all day and do no. Zoom because Mason yeah. can't do it by herself. Right. You know, and then True Star goes to a freaking Spanish dual immersion school where her entire instruction is in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's that. No, no, hablo espanol. Like, I don't, I. Language what? barrier. <laughs> <laughs> and so I totally want my kids to do something. Yes. So here's what I've done. This is where I'm at. Okay. And it can all change. We are doing, we're working towards goals. Um, that's what we're working towards. So we have on my okay. website, luckyfew.com. We created these at the, we have a back to school kit. We do normally back to school. And in that is like a, you print this PDF and it has cute little goals for the teacher as they're teaching your kid. And then you write your child's goal on it. And so like you print it out, you write your kid's goal and it's supposed to be like an index card size. So you can carry around what your goals are. So we're working towards goals and working towards sight words with Mason in August. That's what we're doing. And then with truly, I would like her to know her multiplication tables to 12 because that's what she's expected. And so if by the end of all of this, she's got her multiplication tables to 12 and Mason and August have five to 50 new sight words, <laughs> I'm calling it a win. That's awesome. That's it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got. That's the only way to survive this, I think, is you've got to say, these are the things. This is how we're going to know if we succeed and everything else can go out the window. Yeah. And it's just got to be that way because you're right. It's, it's impossible. It's, you know, in my house, I've got a middle schooler, a oh third gosh. grader right. and an ace <laughs> and like, <laughs> and an ace. <laughs> and, an ace. <laughs> and so it's just like, I mean, thankfully with the middle schooler, his school, and this is really interesting too, because I've seen, because he's at a private school this year while my other kids are at public schools and I've seen an interesting difference in like just, and 
but you know, it's a private school already is a level of injustice. You know, like, <laughs> like I can, people can afford to send their kids there. And so there's just more for them. So immediately, because everybody in middle school at his school has to already have a laptop, they've already done like their homework. They are used to doing at home and then um, putting like posting it in Google Classroom or like sending a copy of it to their teacher online. And so it was so much easier for them to just jump immediately. Like the first week, middle of March of uh, shelter in place, they were logging onto Google Classroom and there's a video their teacher posted and watch the video and do this assignment. And so he's been mostly, you know, as long as I don't walk in and catch him like, listening to music and laying on his bed instead of doing <laughs> yeah. his his schoolwork it's been pretty easy i don't have to oversee everything i just have to make sure he's actually turning in his assignments and has shown me that he's doing it right and in fact it's like easier than real life because he can go at his own pace and totally. doesn't have as much homework and all right. of that stuff then for Brooks in public school, it's been like a slow ramp. Like it was the same sort of thing, Heather, of like there's you can do this stuff or not while we're trying to get our stuff together. And then so he had two weeks of that and then spring break the first week of April. And then they've come back with like Zoom meetings every day. And so and it's they and in that meantime, that I really appreciate the district for this. Like anybody who doesn't have a device at home that their kid can be on a Zoom meeting is being able to go up to the school and get Chromebooks or get iPads oh, so that wow. they can. So I, I think that's really cool. And it's across the city. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So they were kind of working towards this point after spring break where everybody would have a device and be able to log in and see their teacher and meet with their class every day. Um, but yeah, the, so there's like now getting him onto his zoom call, but not being able to pay attention to what it is. So I don't really know like what the teacher has said. Right. I'm just totally trusting him that he's doing what he was supposed to do. And maybe eventually I'll check my email, um, when I get a second. And then of course there's like ACE's class having zoom calls, which is, he's like not interested at all. He's like, what are, why am I staring at this computer? what are these faces in front of me? Yeah. So, uh, he and I have been trying, I've been trying my best to have circle time with him every day. And I have like, we sing songs and I like, I have a letter of the day and we go watch a video about the letter of the day and all that kind of junk. But I know that <laughs> like, what's like, what's gonna, I don't know. I, he's, I'm not a special, I, I'm not a special education teacher. I don't, and I can't, follow his IEP and I can't make sure he's, you know, he's still, he's doing teletherapy with speech. He's doing teletherapy with OT, but we're just going to have to make it through this time. It's not going to be his biggest moment of growth. Yeah. Um, our district's doing Chromebooks too, but they're only doing one per family and not one per kid, one per household. And then they have free Wi-Fi. but there's so many, uh, I was talking to Mason's teacher and she was saying there's so many kids who are, in a space that they don't have internet at home. And, and it's just not that easy to be like, click on here. And now you have great internet and right, right. you know, and like grandma doesn't know how to help. Oh, you know, that sounds oh, offensive oh. to grandmas. Grandmas are really good at, can be really good at it. But 
um, yeah, it's, I think that with Mason and August, I worry about regression because mm-hmm. that's a real thing. So like you're saying, Micah, we're just not going to make a lot of progress. And I'm like, shoot, what if we like regress a lot, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm. by not having all that. How about how you doing Marissa over there in, in your, oh. you're still teaching. I'm still teaching, <laughs> but it's so, it's funny because I've switched to, um, so for technically Rhodes and Sunflower are my homeschoolers and we've been homeschooling since the beginning. So our curriculum has already been set. So there's no new expectations. It's my expectations, right. <laughs> um, which are very grace giving, <laughs> very grace giving. And I know I can accomplish them. But for Sunflower, we just do the Terry Brown curriculum. And um, for her enrichment, I decided for spring anyways that we were going to do a gardening. So we're and doing a, um, an at-home garden. You know how um, schools can have community gardens in their school? We're doing that, but at home. So there's a curriculum by the American Heart Association that we are following. And it's really fun. And it's all outdoors-based. And, That's so cool. Um, it is so, yeah, so cool. So it's been actually kind of great. Um, but as a homeschool parent, like you're used to teaching your child, but you also from the beginning get to set the tone and get to set the curriculum. So you get there, you have expectation, you have a lead teacher, um, but it's not, it's so much different than what I feel like has been put into place sporadically on parents who are now homeschooling. It's, it's just different. And I have a TK and a kindergarten. This is, I also say pretend school and I shouldn't say that, but it's not, (laughs) it's not crazy. Like I, I don't, there's no multiplication. (laughs) Like it's at our own, our own pace and it's not as hard or difficult. I'm saying that for my experience of what I set in place for sunflower and roads. Um, it's for me, their school is a lot more character building. It's the ABCs, it's the numbers, it's sight words, it's reading, it's identifying our emotions, identifying trees, flowers. Let's dissect uh, what a tree is, dissect what, it's just different. Yeah. So, yeah. and um, I'm used to doing school for like 30 minutes at a time. So maybe we're going to do 30 minutes now and then we'll do 30 minutes later, you know, and Shep is really hard and having an infant is really hard to get school work done, but because we're not limited to time or expectation, I just work around it and I've gotten used to it. And I was telling you girls this earlier, but I, at the beginning of this, when I started to see the social media going around and parents buying stuff. Okay. This is how we're going to do. This is going to be our schedule for the day. So this is how I'm doing it. I just kept seeing like people trying to own the, the homeschool role. And I, in my head, I was thinking, Oh, pace yourself. Like, you know, it doesn't look like, um, little house and prairie. It doesn't look like crafts all the time. It doesn't look like a tidy home. It, it just, it just doesn't look like that. And you're in a different spot than what an actual homeschool parent does which is get out into the museums, get out into the library, get out into a trail, which you can kind of do now, but not really like, Oh, that's the bravey boy. He's singing to us. <laughs> but like right now we're not going to the library, you know, right. like right now we're a lot of trails are still open, but also like, you know, everybody is 
supposed to be shelter in place. So you're not supposed to like really announce that you're going on a trail right. or that you're going yeah. to the beach. Yeah. You don't tell people that. You don't tell people that. <laughs> and you were there. I know it. <laughs> but you don't tell people that because we are supposed to be shelter in place. So I don't know. It isn't homeschool. Like you're at home. What it is, is you're at home and you're expected to teach your child. It's that's crisis it school. It's crisis school. Yes, it's not homeschool. <laughs> yeah. People who have, who are homeschoolers, like, I feel like in the beginning, I got a lot of this of like, yep, we we're ready. We've been preparing or, or something where it's like a comparison. I'm like, like, first of all, we're not comparing anything to anything. Right. <laughs> this is the first time Anyways, it's happened. It's not. Also, <laughs> I'm, I don't homeschool. So I'm not, this was never the plan. This is not what I do. And I run a freaking business from my house and my yes. childcare is school. And right. so, and so does my husband. Yeah. So essentially our business is shut down. Like we don't have income right. and everything's shut down right. for small business owners. And here we are. I like, I need to, what are we supposed to do? It's just crazy. I, so yeah, it's not homeschool. And if you're feeling like you're not good at homeschooling, right now it's because you don't homeschool <laughs> and, and this isn't homeschool homeschool doesn't really mean you just stay at home all day to teach your kids right not yes. what it means. right <laughs> anyways um i have a question for you guys how has it been have you had hard conversations with your kids about the virus have there been lots of emotions do you feel like your kids have really gotten um how scary this is and if so, how have you talked about it with them? I feel like you could answer that, Heather. I feel like our kiddos, we just keep saying, they're confused as to why we can't see friends, you know? And they're like, wow, this is kind of taking a long time, you know? But um, I just kind of have said the whole world's sick <laughs> and we're all trying to get better and not spread it by everyone deciding to stay at home and to protect each other by just keeping the germs within their family. I just keep saying the whole world's sick and that we're trying to get better. And, um, and it really does help with like, so Heather and Josh are kind of our neighbors. They live five blocks away. And so Josh will go take the kids on walks and they'll stay on the other side of the sidewalk. And actually, I feel like that helps my kids realize, okay, my mom's not kidding. Right. Like everybody's following this rule of like, hey, you know, we're not going to hang out and hold each other's hand or like, you know, play soccer together. We're really just kind of having to like call each other on FaceTime or stay, yell at each other from across the um, street because we're trying to help the world get better. Um, so for my kiddos, it hasn't been... There hasn't been too much. I think they're seeing in me and Andy a little bit of stress and maybe a little bit of shortness of patience. And we kind of keep having to say sorry for our yeah. own attitudes because, you know, we're just like going nonstop 24 seven with our own little children, which is a lot and it's hard. Mm -hmm. But um, so they're, I think they're probably freaking out on their parents more than they're freaking out with like their social life and what's happening with the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we listen to the news in the morning, like just, Hey, Alexa, play the news and whatever she decides to tell us. And our <laughs> kids hear that. Um, I mean, we, Josh and I are, we just always talk, talk openly for better voice about everything in our home for the most part. So it's more like the questions of, are we going to die? I mean, that's true. That's kind of Truly's go-to question for a lot of things though. And it's, and it's like, you know, I, 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 in one sense, it's like, 
do you have the conversation with your kids? Like, no one knows when they're going to die. Yes, you could die. No, we don't say that. You know, it's like, we're going to be safe. This is going to be safe. Um, and Mason feels really conf- not confused, but frustrated that she can't be with her friends. The first couple of weeks, she was very confused. Like, when is my play date? When is my play date? So the way that we just talk about it is safety. We just talk about safety. And, and I know people are using words like cozy at home and things like that, but we're, ta- we're using words like quarantine and we're using words like shelter in place. And um, just like we've seen from a distance, we've seen the grandparents, we've seen people, we're still managing to be social in the sense of like, like going to the Lara's and staying on one side of the street. Um, well, we visited friends on one side of the street. Um, we've had the grandparents come over and stay in the car and park in the driveway and we visit. And the kids, I've been actually very surprised with how well they've received that. And like, you can't hug because it's not safe right now um, because of germs. That's what we say. We can't touch our friends. We can't spend time with our friends because it's not safe right now because of germs. And they seem to be accepting of that and not fearful of it. Um, that's where we're at. I don't know. We could be doing it all wrong. What about you, Micah? Um, that sounds really good to me. I I have a, you know, Brooksy just turned nine. August is almost 12. And so they are very in tune with, with what's going on. And um, there's a lot of coronavirus jokes in our house. And um, I think the 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 biggest we've had, we've definitely had conversations about feeling worried and what to do with the worries that we have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have my brother Brooks, I have a brother who's Brooks as Mm -hmm. well. And he, I call him like a rougher around the edges, Mr. Rogers. He runs a, (laughs) an after school, uh, program for, um, for low income kids in, in his town. And he had, uh, he's had some really great like talk to the camera videos for his kids that he's been posting, like the kids that he works with. Oh, and, yeah. and he was talking about like, what does it mean to, um, to give your, to give your worries to God, like to, hmm. to have, have trust when you're afraid. And, um, I, I've shared a little bit of that on my Instagram cause I feel like he just talks about it in such a good way, but I had a big talk with Brooks, Brooksy, little Brooks. <laughs> we have a little Brooks and we call my brother mega Brooks. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know, what are you worried about? And he said, I'm worried my grandparents are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so he was like, you know, I feel like I'm mostly in the trust God column. I just need to move some of my things over to the trust God column from the everything else column. And, and I was like, you know, I it's 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 good to see where the everything else column and all the other feelings are and and think about how to move them over to the other column. Yeah. Um so we've had conversations like that. For the most part, I think that they're okay. But um, yeah, you, you've got to be able, especially with older kids' ages, to, to talk honestly. Like, yeah, there's something to be afraid of. And yeah. what do we do with that fear? Um, right. Because you can't, 
when you're a nine-year-old, a 12-year-old, you can't ignore that the world has shut down around you right. and that you can't touch your friends and you can't leave your house and all right. of those things. Mm -hmm. And people around you at the grocery store are wearing gloves and masks. And yes, you got to explain that stuff. I couldn't imagine being little and being like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. this ET come to life? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I was at Trader Joe's. I've actually only gone... I've gone very little. I, we are doing a good job. Well, whatever. We're doing what we can to be home. Right. But I went to Trader Joe's and the lady checking me out. Um, she said that they're doing every night. She has two girls who are like 14 and nine. Mm -hmm. And at night they have a fire pit outside and they write down the things that have felt stressful and hard that day and are like fears. And they put it in the fire pit. Okay. They just like say it out I loud, love that. which I love. And she, but she was saying like her nine-year-old is like talking about how, like often talking about a virus and sickness and fear and she's just like so burdened by the fact that that's her nine-year-old's reality right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's burdensome. But then she has to write it down, put the fear in the fire, and they're doing it every day. So I think that something like symbolic, like you're, what you're saying, even with Brooks, mm -hmm. um, to do something symbolic like that. If, you're, if you have a kid who's feeling extra anxious or stressed about it. And just think how, I mean, if we can handle this in a healthy way with our kids, how formative this is going to be, yeah. no right. matter what, this is going to be formative for them. Right. They are the generation that has lived through the coronavirus and right. they're always going to, that will always be part of their story. Right. And, um, yeah, how is it going to shape them and how are we supporting them and helping them shape it? And I feel like that is the bigger thing that we are called to right now than mm -hmm. making sure that they learn what they should have learned in April and May of whatever grade they're in. Amen. Um, totally. Well, tools for crisis, like how yeah. as a family, are we reacting to the crisis? I feel like, yes, these, those are gonna, I love that, that mom's doing that. Cause that's gonna set a tone whether she meant to or not for like maybe how her daughter deals with crisis in the future. Yeah. Whether yeah. world pandemic or personal. Crisis. Yeah. I think too, it's such an interesting, um, like we talk a lot about grace in our family, just meaning extending like extra forgiveness and love in a time when it's not deserved. And we just have grace for all of ourselves for like, I have grace for myself more than I've ever before for my husband, for my kids. And um, the other day, Mason, Mason, it's interesting. I, I feel like there's this idea that our kids with Down syndrome feel emotion more so. They're more in tune with emotion and they're more in tune with the emotion, the emotional state of a space than people without Down syndrome. I think that's true. It's true for my kids with Down syndrome. And so Mason's feeling all this, but she's not verbally expressing how she's feeling. And the other, she just went in her room and shut the door. And she's been great. She's had such a good attitude for the most part. And it was like she needed to be alone um, for a little while. And it was like, we just need to have grace for that. Like she's having a moment of not knowing how to feel or why she feels a certain way. And the, her response to what's happening right now is she's got to go in her room and close the door and be alone for however long it's going to take for her to be in, in her room alone. And when we talked to her about it, she doesn't know how to explain it. But at the end of the day, when I'm feeling like I need to scream, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how to explain why I need to scream. It's just all of it sitting in our bodies and in the space and in the world. and and we're holding it. And, um, and then one other thing that we've been trying to do too is opportunities for giving our kids a more global perspective of humanity. And what I mean by that is 
in a way that feels appropriate for their ages and abilities, trying to remind them of how it's very hard for us and someone else's hard doesn't make our hard less and our hard doesn't make someone else's hard less. However, there are a lot of people at, disadvantage, at a, dis, a greater disadvantage, like kids who are so sad not to go back to school because they're in an abusive home. You know, like my heart is so burdened for people who are in a home that is not safe. And so in the mornings when we're doing our devotionals, we're just like reminding our kids that this is such a gift and a privilege to be in a safe home where you are loved when you have to be in your home. And let's remember and pray for those right now who are in homes that aren't safe um, and they're stuck in an unsafe home and like the single parents and, you know, people who are really feeling it on a different level, just trying to present that to our kids in a way that it's not like, this is not a burden for them to hold, but um, a broader perspective that I hope they can walk away with. Does that make sense? 100%. I like, I, um, I love that Heather. Cause I feel like I was talking to Andy about this. Um, my mom, just thinking about my mom and if this were to happen when we were younger and she was a single mom, um, who depended on school. So she could go to work and then after school care, YMCA. So being at home, we lived in an apartment, like we didn't have well, this was even before like smartphones, but I don't think we would have had one. I, we wouldn't have had anything to really continue doing the education or even like my mom would be probably freaked out about work. She wouldn't have, I don't know. I just thought back and then it made me realize of like, no, this is still, this is the reality of so many people right now. Mm. Even the reality of like, um, food shortage, you know, and like low income areas of like, food deserts, you know, where even getting good food anyways is yeah. hard. So now they're relying on like AM, PM. I don't know. I just like started to spiral going down of like, what does this really mean for like our world? And like, yeah, working from home, small businesses, um, people in shelters, people who usually take the bus to get anywhere. I don't know. It just is such, it's so big. Yeah. And I have a hard day because, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. And then I try to like put into perspective. I have a husband who's going to the grocery store. I haven't gone once. He's kind of like putting on the armor and braving the outside, you know, while I protect the children. Like I have a partner to do all this with. And it's, it's like, it's crazy, but it's made me so thankful. Even in the new home that we're in, we were in Orange County before in a really small two bedroom home. You girls have both been and it mm-hmm. it's a beautiful beach home. It's fine. But like now we're at a bigger home that we rent and it's like, we have a pool, I have a trampoline, we have a garden space. Like even that, like, yeah. I'm like, thank you, Lord, that we made this choice during this time, you know, yeah. not knowing that this time mm-hmm. was going to happen. I know I thought about you, Merce. And did you? I did. And like that you're in this house and that was such a the actual home and space you lived in was such a big reason why you moved. Right. And like, yes. And how we kind of, Andy and I took a step leap forward of like thinking of our family life and not thinking about the awesome community that we did leave, which is another thing that was a hardship, but how, I don't know, God's provision before us and like how this is, has been a blessing um, during this unique time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel like to end the conversation, I don't know. <laughs> I, know I don't like, know. I don't know. 
We're in crisis, people. I don't know. I think you're all doing a good job. Everyone's this, awesome. Everyone our, is awesome. Our practical tips are like, be kind to yourself, I think. Be kind I to yourself. I don't even know if it's take a shower because I've taken a shower and I've decided to detox my pits. So I don't even know. <laughs> it doesn't matter for me. This I is a great not. moment to detox your pit. It is. <laughs> yes. A good I'm moment like, to, yeah. Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Sunflower Roads and Shepherd. <laughs> but I'm detoxing my pits. I take three showers a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, you're doing a good job, everyone. I'm wearing my You Are Enough shirt today mm, to remind okay. myself and all of my family and everyone I love that they are enough. And if you are alone and scared and not safe right now, I, I don't even know what resources are out there, but I just I feel know. like I want you to know that I hold you in my heart every day. Mm. And I know that's not super helpful, but it's what I, it's what I can do. I don't know what else to do. It feels, it feels hard. It feels, it feels frustrating. Heavy. It is. Well, I, I will remind us of our episode a couple of weeks ago with Nomi Spinazzi mm -hmm. and how she was reminding us that we are doing a great thing staying in our houses Yes, and that this is our gift to the world to keep everyone safe is to stay in our homes and take care of our families. And I felt such um, just relief and a, a burden lifted from that of like, you know, I, I wish I had medical skills and I have none, you know, <laughs> like I don't have much to offer right now, except for this, I can stay in my house and I can keep the germs from going out. And so to all of you out there doing that and making this moment, making it through this moment in history, um, we are cheering for you and we're thankful for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so know that you're doing enough and that's, and that it's okay. Um, we are going to, we're going to take a moment to go here um, from our sponsor and from our family of the week. And then we'll be right back, friends. Today's episode is sponsored by Jonas Paul Eyewear. Stylish kids glasses with an impact. Mercedes, I know you know about style and your babies are the coolest. You know it. So tell us how cute these glasses are. Okay, listen. It's so hard to find on-trend glasses for kids, and these are the cutest glasses I've seen. Yes. And have you ever used a home try-on kit for glasses? No, but it sounds super fun, and I feel like your kids get to play dress-up. We have Jonas Paul glasses, and this past year, Brooksy, my eight-year-old, needed glasses, so we got a home try-on kit from Jonas Paul. Brooksy loves looking good. He actually legit wore a bow tie all on his own for picture day. Having a kit at home was perfect for him. They sent us seven frames and he had a week to walk around in them and make his own opinion. And it was really nice to not have that quick, we have 10 minutes in a store and there's fluorescent lights and we need to decide feeling. When he picked his frame, 
we put our order in online and we shipped the box of trial glasses back with the free shipping label provided. Super easy. So you have Jonas Paul glasses at your house and you know what? So does Heather. Yeah, that's right. Mason has them. She's worn Jonas Paul glasses for a couple of years now. We all know that getting glasses to fit on our kids with Down syndrome can be difficult. There's a flatter nose bridge that our kids have and lower set ears and that can make getting glasses to fit a challenge. Here's the thing about Jonas Paul. Their nose pads are designed specifically for children's noses. They also have these unique adjustable tips that you can bend for a custom fit. So you can make it fit to your child's perfect little face. These glasses are so affordable. Half the price of most of the children's glasses out there. Plus, here's the best part. Every frame sold prevents childhood blindness in the developing world. It's so great. You know that Jonas Paul now sells glasses for teenagers. And our kids are growing up. They're growing up fast. And we are going to need those teenager sizes before we know it. For first-time customers, Jonas Paul is offering 15% off. Use the promo code THELUCKYFEW at checkout. Visit their website, jonaspauleyewear.com, to learn more. Hey friends, Micah here. Now, I know you know it is no small feat to pull this podcast off every week. And we are always looking for support from sponsors. And we've gotten to a point where we would love to include you, our listeners as well. So we're starting something new around here. It's called Patreon. And we have some tiers where you could choose to join us by supporting us financially in whatever way makes the most sense for you. So from $10 to $100 a month, you could be part of the Lucky Few podcast and make it happen every week along with us. We have some fun perks. We have some fun opportunities coming for those of you who decide you wanna jump on this boat. And we can't wait to share more with you. If you are interested at all, go to our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com, click on Patreon and check out how you can support us. Continue to be narrative shifters and shouters of worth in this Down Syndrome space. Thanks, friends. My name is Jenny Benjamin. I live in Port Barrington, Illinois, which is a far northwest suburb of Chicago, tiny little town. Um, and my daughter's Instagram account is Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-E underscore bonus underscore 21. Uh, Bailey's bonus 21. And I just wanted to call and share some awesome good news. Bailey has had an amazing week this week. Um, she turned nine months old this week. We are officially two months post-op and off of one of her meds that she's been on since the NICU. Um, and after a really rough winter, we had multiple hospitalizations this winter. Um, October through February were just really, really rough with lots of hospital stays, pokes and pricks and tests. Um, 
unexplained fevers and multiple viruses and all of that caused Bailey to be a little bit delayed. Um, but this week, actually on Wednesday night, my little girl rocked it out and decided to start rolling both ways, front to back and back to front. And um, she's doing awesome post-surgery. She is laughing and giggling and just engaging with everybody. And it is awesome to see. And I'm just so, so excited and so, so thrilled to see this new little girl post-op. Um, thanks. Love you guys. Love your podcast. Um, been listening to you since Bailey was in the womb. Um, bye. Thank you. All right. Big thanks to our family of the week. Thank you so much for to all of you who are reaching out to us and sharing your good news and telling us about your family. We want to keep hearing from you. So please leave us a voicemail at 424-442-9147 and share your good news about your loved one with Down syndrome. Tell us about your family and how um, having someone with Down syndrome in your life is making your family that much sweeter. Um, if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, please know that we'd love to partner with you. You can email hello at the luckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And we want to give a huge thank you to our editor and producer, Andy Laura, to our co-producer, Val Schleter, to our sponsor, and to all of you out there who have continued listening to the Lucky Few podcast while you have sheltered in place. We hope that we are bringing you a little bit of light and a little bright spot in your week every week. Um, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listener out there, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, supporting your community by staying where you are. Those of you out there who are healthcare workers who are doing the hard, hard work job out on the front lines we are thankful for all of you keep doing what you're doing and um those of you who are supporting your loved one with down syndrome you are a shadow of worth and a narrative shifter keep on keeping on we are cheering for you we will talk to you next time on the lucky few podcast <laughs> all right bye everybody bye friends bye. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to the luckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.